Hello and welcome back to the Sports Babble Football Podcast. Um, well, we're going to talk about football and possibly a bit of golf, but didn't rehearse that bit before and I'm already knee-deep in the podcast now, so I'm not changing it. Uh, we've changed location here, though. We're at, uh, we're at JD's uh, Casa. Is Casa the right word? Is Casa the Spanish for house? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, JD's Casa Amor. Uh, Casa, <laughs> del, Casa del Douglas. Um to do a, a podcast on this beautiful Sunday morning in um, Clarity, Ireland. Anyway, yesterday, Saturday 27th July, Arsenal decided to do bits in transfer windows, so that's going to be talked about today. Um, we want to talk about Gareth Bale's impending signing to Jiangsu Sunning. Thank you. Well done. Um, we're going to talk about Liverpool. You rehearsed that one? Yeah, no, I didn't even straight off there now. Uh, yes, hello to Johnny and Brendan, by the way. I think, as always, it's the Amigos it's like here. like weren't even here. Yeah. The front three, <laughs> the, the updated front three. Do you hear that, Jake? We've updated. Yeah. We'll, we'll move Jake in the centre back for Arsenal. Yeah, you're doing centre half now for Arsenal. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about a lot about the transfer, what's going on. <clears throat> Liverpool announced Harvey Elliott signing today, which is quite cool. Youngest player to ever play in the Premier League, uh, and a Liverpool fan uh, by all accounts, so that's quite nice for him. Um, and just whatever else has come up in transfer window. Lukaku's going to go to Inter. Sam Kadira is reportedly at the Emirates today. To watch Arsenal play Leon, um, which would be a great sign for Arsenal in midfield. That would be nice. Let's stop Xhaka playing all happy enough. Here, Xhaka's going to have to play centre half. <laughs> but <coughs> yeah, we, we actually have done that before. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Pardon yeah, me. He played against Chelsea, didn't he? That's not like we did. See, see if Xhaka <laughs> well, is not given any responsibilities. He's like, dude, I, I don't mind him. But see if he's, he's given. He's I don't. He's, he's like him. I don't. I don't like him, but he's not like the worst, like Mustafi. But then he said like he wants to be captain. No, no. Yeah, he wants to be captain. Yeah, he's confident now. Like, but like so stays on. Glasnost is captain now forever. Yes. We'll start on Arsenal. Uh, I'm myself. Breton have feared for a long time. This is becoming an Arsenal heavy podcast since the arrival of young Jonathan, <clears throat> and it has done. Um, but we'll start on Arsenal because they have had quite the week. Mad, is it? Quite the week. Mad. Uh, absolutely bonkers. Your um, is he Bosnian? Where's Bosnian, Bosnian uh, left back, absolute monster, punched the head off two knife attackers. <laughs> One wearing a helmet, by the way. Nobody's mentioned this, but he throws the left hand, catches him right in the chin, <laughs> and then chases after him. Said Klasnic saving Mesrosel and his wife. Um, brilliant story. Not brilliant the circumstances. Obviously, two scumbags trying to um. Uh, rob and attack someone with a knife and we all know about knife crime and how that's been happening in London lately and in the UK it's horrendous and I don't know how they're going to stop that but it's not for us to decide um, they, <laughs> Brenton's trying to show us a funny programme of the moose from talk shape falling into the pool delighted hope the whole station falls into the pool um, yes Arsenal let's get back to Arsenal getting sidetracked so Klasnitz does that then yesterday, as I said at the start of the podcast, and I'm sure listeners, you can understand we're all quite hyper this morning. Arsenal announced Nicola, Nicholas Pepe, an 80 million euro deal. They've wow. a, they've agreed with the two clubs. Really agreed. agreed. Yeah. yeah. David, David Ornstein is usually the man that knows everything about Arsenal. He makes you horny. He does. He's brilliant. He is. I think he's moving to the Athletic as well. I think he's leaving BBC. Yeah, going he's to leaving BBC. He's brilliant at his job and he, he's a very reliable source. So that's happening. Johnny, just... Well, I'll get your thoughts on Klasnitz first, like as a fan. Like, that's just <laughs> mental, isn't it? Like, that's just... <laughs> It could have ended. It could have ended in a bad way, couldn't it? It could have, like, but, but he did. showed no fear at all. 
but he's just a, they're just psychos aren't they boys like Eastern Europeans all he's, he's a cult hero now he is uh, forever and I love we love cult heroes I think uh, after everything he was poor last year let's be honest especially in the cup final against Chelsea he was poor like he, he, had, a, he had a chance to set up a Bamian for a top and I don't know I think he skated or something but mm. yeah all three of them yeah. like it's just mad you never see a footballer do that like, yeah, I think that boys are expecting probably class nationals. Like, well, those little little shit themselves. Like, but you would, <laughs> I would have. Yeah, class nationals. Like, fuck this, I'm attacking this me. You are getting punched in the face here, even if you weren't in it. Usually they're all so protected, like, and, you know, when, when they're walking around like, the stadiums or whatever, like, there's always security surrounding them, like. So they're probably used to, like, nobody getting near them. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was unbelievable, his reaction. Yeah, I'd say the security level now has probably been stepped up. Probably, yeah. Um, a grim tale, could have been a really grim story, thankfully turned out to be quite a decent and funny story in the end, and hopefully those two morons that were trying to attack Osel and his wife uh, get caught and reprimanded. The other big news, the start of possibly the big news, and a big week for Arsenal, was, as we said, the Pepe announcement. Um, initial reactions, Johnny? What's your thoughts on this? And I'll get yours as well, Breton. What's A lot of people were saying it's like a, it's like a statement from Arsenal, but we have needed a winger, because... Awobi's just inconsistent on the Guitarian shape. Did anybody see the Simpsons meme going around? Remember when the Simpsons played baseball? Remember Mr. Burns had a baseball team and he got all the all-stars in to play and one of them came in and it's Homer and he looks at the list and he looks at this huge baseball player. Uh, I can't remember the baseball player's name. He's all like, do you play right midfield? And he's like, I do. And Homer's like, I play right midfield. This supposed to be Homer's Mkhitaryan and then this is Pepe, the big baseball player. And he's like, yes. And Homer's like, but you're better than me, that means you're going to get my spot. And he was like, well, yes, I guess it does. And it was like, Mkhitaryan and Pepe uh, stopped me, so I thought it was brilliant. Like, um, it, it, I think it's a statement signing because of the figure. The figure's a statement signing. It's like, okay, all summer we've heard this coming out of Arsenal that we only have 45 million to spend. Now, they are spending installments, I get that. We only have 45 million to spend. It's not going to be a big summer for Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. You had last week, uh, Kachalny... And that fallout, which is still ongoing, he's still club captain. I don't know why they haven't took that off him. Um, and then this. So, like, Brenton, you've seen this before, where Chelsea have made big summer signings. You know the crack. What do you think of this coming in? Arsenal's front three now, if this is done. That's quite interesting, front three. That's quite a scary front three for opponents. It is scary front three, but, like, they need to start their defence. They do, but I think Arsenal, like, this is like, when Klopp took over Liverpool, we had this issue. We had no defence. Yeah, but like you didn't win anything with. No, we didn't. But we had a front three that were really, I want to say, really exciting to watch, and Aye. that sort of galvanised the fan base. Then it gave club a bit of a leeway. Then yeah, uh, to certain aspects, to then give himself a chance to get the defence. Then he got but Van Dijk. Like when? When did you start winning things? Like? When, when you we got Van Dijk and we got Allison. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. a base. It's a base for everything. Like. Yeah. Um. That's why I'm. I'm Thinking that United won't do anything this year either, like because their defense is is a complete mess, like, um, and it's been the case like we always talk about, it, like at Arsenal for like, like got to ten years, like, um, to sort the defense, like, and the the you know, they've made these big signings, like even Ozil, like, um, like when he signed, unbelievable signing, like, and again probably a statement at the time, like, you're talking about a statement, like, um, and it's not just levels. With Ramsey, etc., you know, they scored some unbelievable goals like the Arsenal goals they put together. But again, when they were exposed at the back, those players can't save you. Like. So, as an Arsenal fan, Johnny, you're obviously excited. Yeah. But is there a part of you being like, lads, 
yes, we've got potential Pepe in. This is clear. That front three looks frightening. It really does. But as Brent says, what's going on at the back? And midfield potentially as well. The window's not closed yet. That's <clears throat> if it closed now, would you be like, what is going on? Or would you be like, party um, of buzzing as well? Mixed emotions? Part of it, I've just been <clears> thinking, <throat> we just need to bloody outscore everybody. Because we're not going to keep the goals out. Leno's going to have to have the best yeah. season of his life. It'll like, be exciting, like, you know, in one <laughs> way. It'll be, it'll be entertaining for neutrals, like, fuck, there's going some goals there in the Starbucks game. But yeah, uh, apparently the Kieran Tierney deals near done as well. I'd love to see him come in because class not cult hero like but he can't defend for shit. Uh we need a centre half. Could Kalasnash play centre half if Tierney came in and played left back? Nah, probably no. not. I think he's might need two centre halves. I don't uh, think he'll get two centre halves. We we probably do need two, probably even three, but we'll not get the, we'll probably get one and it'll be probably something bang average till William Saliba comes back next year. That's like he came in and he's played had one trade in session and then he's went back to see it again the season. Suppose like he's big talent and everyone thinks he's like the club's after him as well. You know, there's obviously something there. I haven't seen anything really of him, so I can't really say. But might hear it sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. But why is he away back there? Because that was part of the like saying that work on to sell him otherwise. Because they yeah. signed him up to a new long term contract in January, so they probably want as well. Isn't <laughs> in the best chance to get European football again for the season after? Mm. Yeah, and then they'll bank that Slavian money. And they'll be able to go on from there. It's quite a smart business, or yeah. deal from Sedanian, actually, to be honest. He's a big unit, too, for only being Monster. An absolute monster, and he's yeah. He's still going to grow for a couple of years, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, think, I think next year, as a neutral, like, Arsenal are going to be unreal to watch because you're not going to know what's going to happen. If, it, if the transfer window ended now. I know what you're saying there, so, you know, there <clears> was somebody saying on Twitter or whatever about Gary Cahill, would you take him, like? That's what I mean. There will probably be somebody like Gary Cahill. Yeah. But like, I think you're better doing that like than, than getting nobody like and, and no, sticking with what you have. I think I would take Gary Cahill over Mustafi, but I think Emery needs to set the team up right next year. He can't set it up to be afraid to go out and attack things. Like you've seen it when he was at PSG against Barcelona, when in the second leg he thought it was over. Instead of just going off and killing the tie, he sat back and Barcelona came back. One of my pet hate, the only pet hate I have with the Urban Club, it's not really a pet hate, it's just like, oh, why do you keep doing this? Is He was going through a phase there where when we were in front in the game with the last two or three minutes to go maybe a bit longer he'd bring on centre half ah like Joe Bonner or Matip or someone come in or Lovren would come in and you'd be like no 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 because instantly the other team's like well they're just sitting back here so let's go after them do you know what I mean and and you're right Emery did that that game was a brilliant game like and it was probably Neymar's greatest ever game so far it's pretty and Barcelona came back and beat them 5-0 it was ridiculous watching (laughs) 5-1 sorry ridiculous watching it but you're right he did he set it up and instantly it was a negative setup. Mm And it's a big season for everybody next year. Yeah, that, that that's my fear for next year. That he's gonna if he gets Pepe in, he's Obama in, he's Lagazette, you know, um he's, just, he's not gonna set the team up right. He's gonna play a friggin' Jacka and some other tube in the middle of the park instead of just going. It'd be Torreira, wouldn't it? Yeah. I would like to see Torreira and uh Gwendozi start alongside. You know and then Chibayas in front. Yeah. See Gwendozi's in the reality that's that, just by the way. Uh, he's yeah. he's money does. Yeah. Such a weird like player to pick, wasn't it? Because like? mm. they had like all the top names from all the clubs, like and then they had Bunduzi, like he's I don't know, be like Ozil or something. Like. Bunduzi's a boy. He's a boy. Apparently PSG we would have been for him for eighty million. It was awesome back then. I like him, like I do like him. I think he's a good player. Yeah. Um, so, I I no I, like Torreira. I love you know I love Torreira. I've said enough times. I watched him that World Cup and I really wanted Liverpool to get him because I just. He's small, and I am small, so I have a lot of heart for him. And he runs around and kicks things, like which I lo- like to do anyway, in normal life. 
So I just think brilliant. But I think yeah, you're right. That midfield, if they were to go back front three, Pepe, Abamian, Lacazette, like again, Pepe, I've only saw on the YouTube videos that people send or put up and post on Twitter, social media. I haven't actually watched him in full game. Yeah, they've so, been honest. I have. Who knows? Who knows what he'd be like? Because like, I remember Liverpool signing Lazar Markovic. And everyone going daft that we'd signed this super wonder kid from Benfica. And no, yeah. that didn't work out like that. Like, so you just need to be cautious. But I'd say if Arsenal were going to spend 80 million on someone, you'd like to think they've watched him a lot. Yeah. And are sure that he's going to get. Well, um, the club's linked with him. You'd think he's good. You know. Na- Napoli, Liverpool were supposed to be linked yeah. with him. There's another one as well. Um, There's a couple of clubs coughed here from what I remember. But I just thought it was dead in the water. We would never get 10 I thought Saha was the player that was going to come in. And now Saha's probably sitting there. Yeah, we'll talk about Saha yeah. before we move on to Real Madrid. Sorry, Brendan, something you wanted to... Yeah, just uh, seeing a reporter that Arsenal looking into uh, Daniele Rigani at Juventus. Center half. half. Is that the young man? Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually makes sense because now the Lick signed. He didn't really get... Um, much game time last year. There was talk of him last year though, and a lot of UA fans were very happy with him because they're seeing him as the future. Mm. And when the lick was signed, in the talk was that it's going to be these two going forward. So that might be a permanent deal. Mm. Even a loan lick. It could be a loan yeah. deal, and, and actually Juventus. Hey, highly rated. Juventus could potentially be. We're talking about Zaha here. Could potentially be doing business with Everton for Moise mm. Keane. Yeah. The Zaha one's interesting because all summer it looked like he was going to be Arsenal's big money signing. Mm-hmm. And coming to Arsenal, another chance at a big club, no disrespect Crystal Palace. Adding firepower to that um, forward line like Pepe is, if he signs, going to do. Now he's gone. For his, he's not going to go to Arsenal now, I can't imagine he's going to spend £160 million on two wide players. No, no, no. So where does he go next? Well, for Zaha must be sitting at home thinking... What? But I think it's his own fault because he didn't make too much of a fuss about going. He signed that long-term contract with Palace. Yeah. And he's knackered himself. And he this has. we talked about this in the last show about do we think what Arsene Wenger said players are going to start taking more responsibility for their own contracts and themselves and eventually is it going to be like a more of a free transfer market and people just doing what Juventus are doing. And Zaha's the. the uh, the example of how it can maybe go wrong. Yeah, you're caught now. Uh, look at Bale as well. Bale's one we want to talk about. Because otherwise, a club now for Bale isn't going to go, right, we'll pay, a, we'll pay 150, 200 million for the player, plus we have to pay him like 600 grand a week. They're not going to do that. Like, mm-hmm. But they would pay the 600, 700 grand a week just to him by himself, like, or whatever it is, yeah. you know, even more than that. Yeah. A million, like, looks like in China. What do you think of the Bale one as well? Like, Bale and Zaha, the two two wide players now sort of stuck in limbo. One we think is going to go to Jiangsu Sunning in, in China and play in the Chinese Super League. One we think is going to go to potentially Everton. Yeah, just on Zaha, like I think it could be like it could really be a blessing in disguise for Arsenal. I think. Because he didn't do it, you know. Yeah, I just think a Premier League to Premier League, people know who he is, but it's going to be, you know pressure so much pressure on him whereas somebody like Pepe coming in who like a lot of Premier League fans don't know like there's not as much expectation on him mm-hmm. um, and I think he would he will do better at Arsenal than Zaha would just in my opinion like. but Pepe is younger isn't he and I think from one of his teammates as well his stats were unreal last year they were very good in, in league so, on yeah you know, at Bama I think like I said must be rubbing their hands together thinking here we'll fucking go boys yeah Bigger too, he looks stronger. Like I don't know. He looks quick now from the videos. Yeah. Like he does look very quick as well. 
Um, Bale. Mm. <clears throat> Interesting move. Uh, really been done at a dirty there by Real Madrid and Zinedine Zidane, I feel like. But we talked about that last week. Off to the chair, I have no issues with someone wanting to earn a million pound a week. If someone wants to pay you a million pound a week, go and do it. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's only one club in the world I wouldn't leave money for that for, that's be Liverpool, because I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm sure see him with your club. But if he's going to go to China from Real Madrid for a million pound a week, fair dues to him. It just, it seems like he's off to retire. Too early. He's only 30 years old. Yeah. It's, uh, it's caused it's, a lot of debate this week, from a lot of people saying, people agree with it and some don't, but... Jeez, if you're offering a million pound a week, of course you're going. Oh, I have no way. Like, for go and do it. Like, a, a million pound, 52 million pound for a year in China. I just think, like, uh, uh, he, what, yes, I understand that, like, but, like, oh, I just think he's, he's, he's more to give, like, at a higher level. Do you know Surely what I mean? he wants to play a Champions League football in a Champions League or someone. Someone else rather than Real Madrid now, like, because people just say, when you look back on him, oh, like, he had Ronaldo, like, and he had all these players. That's the way Zidane's tenure's going to look, I think. I don't think he'll last at Real Madrid this mm. time. But, you know, Bale to... I don't think it would have been his first choice, really. Like, it's just a game with the contract, etc. He's tied himself in. I think if Manchester United were in the Champions League, he'd go to Manchester United. He'd pay his wages. That's, that's the sticking point, I think. Like, people will pay the fee to get him, but his wages are just ridiculous. Yeah, 600k a week at the minute at Real Madrid. And there's nobody now that Real Madrid <laughs> need... In, you know as a replacement that they could even do like money plus whoever like or um like that who can United offer Real Madrid now like that that they're going to have an exchange for Bale yeah I'm not sure Pogba 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 still being linked of a move away from Manchester United like that is the, the he's the, the one only thing I can see happening if yeah. Bale's going to leave like is a player plus a wee bit of money like He's the one Zidane wants, and they're talking like I can't remember what journalist it was was talking about it. I think I sent it to you, Brent, or I sent it to our group. That if it's not Pogba, then they want to turn their eyes to Angulo Kante. Well, it can fuck clean off. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> obviously, but I think Perez, reading between the lines of what people are saying and coming out, he doesn't necessarily want Pogba. And it's more Zidane is pushing for this. So it could be that Perez is Zidane at loggerheads, which I don't think there's only one winner there. Um, if it isn't Pogba, I, you'd wonder how much they'd offer for N'Golo Kante. It would need to be stupid money. Not, Chelsea are not able to sign anyone. It'd need to be, it'd need to be daft. Like, Bills in the stadium or something. Because it just weakens them for next year. Oh, like, massively. Like, they can't be any more weak. They can't. They can't. Like, they definitely can't. Chelsea signed Kante for £32 million, like. yeah. <laughs> Do you think Pogba will go to Real Madrid? Um. Yeah. Well, not. I don't think he'll definitely go, but I think it's it's a real possibility. Certainly after them getting hooked by Atleti. Uh, yeah, I think that three. that Kante talk definitely went up like after their midfield was just absolutely torn apart by Atleti. Like. Um, Cruz and Modric just don't have the legs anymore, like which is understandable. And like neither of them really are spoilers. Like, do you know what I mean? In that, like two-man pivot midfield, whatever they play, none of them you would look at and go, oh, they're the defensive side of that. I know Cruz is supposed to be like more than Modric, but again, he's not a defensive midfielder, Cruz. What do you call the Brazilian that plays defensive midfield for them? 
he would have been away with Brazil at the Copa America. Casemiro would have been that. Yeah. Um, they, they definitely need midfield reinforcements. Mm. Uh, Real Madrid, and it looks possibly Paul Pogba, but... I Again, mean, though... The window closes then in, in nine days. If so, I was Pogba, I wouldn't be going to Real Madrid to play in a defensive role. Like, that's what Mourinho tried to do with him, and it didn't work. He, like, limited him so much. Unless you're going to have somebody in there beside him, like... Fabregas sat in with Kante that's the only example I can use and like didn't have the legs to get forward but when Kante won the ball Fabregas just spread passes unless they're going to do something like that but they need somebody in there with Pogba or with Modric or whoever it is or else change the way they play um, because I think you need one and the other like you can't have somebody who can sort of do both like especially at a high level like Real Madrid like. Yep. Especially going by who they're going to have to try and beat in the league this year. Yeah, you need somebody who's basically a specialist. Yeah. You know, a specialist defensive midfielder. And like, I don't like saying it, but like, Kante is probably who they, who they would want, like, because it's all he does, like. Yeah. He's the best in the world at it, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Fabinho has a brilliant season, but then hopefully Real Madrid or someone at the end of it goes, actually, you know what, he'd be decent. And then steal him on us, because I, I love Fabinho, I think he's brilliant in that role, like, but Kante is certainly the elite at it at the minute, and He's the World Cup behind him to show it, like, and league titles. Um, just on Liverpool, we're talking about, and we want to talk about other transfer deals that have gone on. They announced today um, another signing, young Harvey Elliott from uh, Fulham. Uh, signed, I don't think the fee's been disclosed, I think it's probably going to go through a tribunal again just to make sure everyone's sorted out. But um, as usual, our fan base is full of complete morons, and they've decided to kick up because it wasn't Pepe, it wasn't. Uh, Mbappe, it wasn't all this here, and um, just there was an there was an interview in ESPN with Melissa Reddy and Jurgen Klopp during the week. I'm just gonna read out some of the things that Klopp said because it's sort of him talking back to the fan base and trying to it looks like he's trying to calm people down, and um, he says. At the moment, it's not about bringing in new people and stuff like that. It's really about all of us using the experience we've had for being better than before. That means all this experience, which he means like losing. Europa League final losing the Champions League final to uh, Real Madrid all these better people will throw their knowledge together and we will be stronger it's as easy as that and that's the plan it's how it is with footballers but it's also how it is with backroom staff there is development and that like I've been saying it all along all summer I, that's why I don't think I think Klopp's looking at that squad and being like what do we really need to add here people will go on about if people get injured and such and such yet if they do that happens but I don't want Liverpool necessarily to go out and spend a hundred odd million on someone to get sit in the bench for four or five games because really and truly that front three I'm biased I think it's the best in the world as a unit when it clicks they're European champions mm-hmm. do you know like and really and truly there's no one going to come in I don't think it's going to be better than three of them together it's such a cohesion then you have the midfield now with Chamberlain coming back and hopefully Keita gets a good run and Fabinho and you have a defence with Alisson so it you can see what he means there. Like they're not going to add too much into it. And you said it to me actually in the last show that when Arsenal won the year of the Invincibles, they never signed anyone in the summer. No. And then they signed Reyes in January Reyes to add into it. Like, and yeah. But people forget about this it's because of the transfer window and because of people signing someone, and you just want to see new faces. And yes, Man City added Rodri, but that looks like that's all they're going to add unless they get a signing or a, a centre half. Sorry, because they know we're suffering for a good enough team here. Like I can go a game with the squad. Pep knows the crack, and he needed to sign Rodri. Because of the age of Fernandinho. And we've got the best player in the world in Phil Foden. Yeah, uh, supposedly he's the best player that Pep's ever seen. 
ever, ever had the chance as a player or manager to work with. I'm going to sit there and say, he's the most talented player I've ever worked I'll with. I'll tell you how he can do it. Because he doesn't want Phil Foden to go to Germany. That's why. He doesn't want what happened with Sancho. But so he's talking him up. Pep's talking he's, him up. He is, he, he's not stupid. Like, because he, he knows. Because he knows Messi is the best player he's ever worked with. Like, let's be honest. That's what a lot of shit. It's exactly what he is doing. He just doesn't want to leave the club. He does not and want. There's about ten or fifteen players as well as Messi who are more <coughs> talented than Phil Foden. He does. He, he just doesn't want a Sancho. Xavi and Iniesta. I think you guys mentioned during the week. Yeah. Like, uh, look, it's nice for Phil Foden to hear that, and it's nice for the management to say. Even he knows himself. It's Phil complete bollocks. Bullshit. Like. Yeah. It is. It's complete and utter nonsense. Um. But it, I, that's right. I, I don't know. Probably have no no dealings with him. Like if I did, I don't think we'd be in Johnny's uh, <laughs> here doing a podcast. We'd be in Manchester talking to him. But it's just that thing of I don't want you going out alone like Jaden Sancho was done. All right, to Dortmund like Jaden Sancho was done, and us getting stung because he's gonna go somewhere else now and he looks brilliant. I want you to stay here exactly where you are, even though you're probably not gonna play a lot of games next year. That's he's what that he's is. Probably told him because. David Silva is leaving next summer. Yeah, but exactly. Your, your opportunity's coming probably as well. He's telling him. Just, like, just, just hang on in there, look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not gonna start ahead of Bernardo Silva. No, he's not. Bernardo Silva is my fancy team, so he definitely better not start ahead. Mm. And um, Sane as well. If he like goes, surprised he's still there. I thought he would have been away, but like um, Foden could have an opportunity there because he can play there. Like. Just doesn't have pace, Sane. You would think it would go um, Sterling, Bernardo Silva, and Aguero or Gabriel Jesus up front. Do you think go? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't think there's a, a decent relationship there with Pep. And it's weird because like the season before last, he was incredible, and then Pep just seemed to fall out of him for some reason. I highly rate Sane. Oh, I would I'd, like. I mean, Liverpool had a chance of getting him in. And I'll just say that, but if you had a sniff of getting someone like that in for a not stupid amount of money, then that's probably, yeah. I mean, every club in the world should probably look at Sané if he's up for... Man United could do a Sané, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Imagine he went to Spurs. Spurs couldn't afford That would be ridiculous, though. United as well, though, like, we should probably talk about them, like. Just they've got this, they've got Alexi Sanchez problem. And the fact he's on big and the thing with give De Gea a new contract mm-hmm. stupid yeah. deal but I would do that if I was them as well and he wants to be captain but he won't leave I, I, if I was my name I'd give David De Gea anything he wants I know he would but I just don't think it's harsh really in it to be honest I think it's only because he'd been offered this big contract because he, he was his heart was set to go to Madrid and then Corpo went to Madrid and then apparently Juventus wanted De Gea last, was last summer mm-hmm. but now they've got Chesney. But even look at, 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 at we were talking about Austrian for fans and then Leno has to have a good season like United are in the same boat like. Yeah they are. David De Gea needs a very good season again. And last it looks week, like they're going to get rid of Lukaku. Not get rid but sell Lukaku to Inter. Um, don't know how much Inter can afford of him so it might be a weird enough transfer. And what about a Cardi in exchange? I think what they'll do is they'll bank that money and try and get Blockhead from Leicester. Harry Maguire. Think so. If Manchester City not sign a centre half, then good luck to them because they're going to finish eighth. And then who are they going to play up top? Rashford. Rashford, Martial, Martial. and Lingard. Yes, that Lingard. That that three. They have to. 
just thinking, like I have a few United fans on Twitter that I just know personally, and you just they're frustrated as hell. Yeah. You yeah. just see that they're just so like they're at the minute after this week they're in a worse position than what we are because we're actually signing somebody. They have I think for like three seasons they have been promised big things by like the Glazers and like Ed Woodward and stuff, and like it just hasn't come true. Like shocking because like they're one of the, they're spending one of the biggest teams in the world and they, what's going on they need a centre half to go along with Lindelof I, I think Lindelof had a great season last yeah, year he really by all accounts the way, like, great maybe a bit too big stronger but he had a really good season at United and he's their best centre half but like he's still not a United centre half I don't think I don't know I thought he was quite good I was like I think him and Ryan McGuire him and Ryan McGuire did you ever win Vittich come into United he struggled at the start yeah, and then he done all right. Yeah, he done all right. Yeah, him and Rio were brilliant together. But they need someone in with him. Yeah, and as you saying, their bay as well has done as uh, cruciate in the end. game. Yeah, in a preseason game that's right. Yesterday or the day before, I think. That's he's rough. he's had no luck. So they really need a centre half, like. Yeah, and oh. they need to keep Lindelof. I think Lindelof did really well for me last year by all counts. And yeah, I, I think what I was in front of him, what was going on, and. Managers gone and come in, and then the public situation ran on all year last year. And United were a weird team, and he, I thought he did really well. I did, I think he did really well. Like if United end up getting obviously De Gea tying up that contract, Luke Shaw had a decent season last season. If the, if they get High McGuire and Lindelof, and then Wamasaka was a very good signing, looks like he's going to be very good. That's a solid enough defense. That's yeah, that's okay. Like. I said before, I would take High McGuire at Arsenal, but I just think the money that's been fired about for him, like you know, it's he's not like. Van Dijk went for it was 80 75 like Harry Maguire's not worth what Van Dijk's worth no he's not he's still good like he's, he's not, good, not like, like, he's better than John Stones and he'll, he can only get better like he's still young enough like yeah and he'll, like he said he's slob like he will stick his dough oh, into everything I mean him and the head you're not going to do well to score past two of them if they're standing on the line you just hate a ring off with a big forehead but it, 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 you know there's a, there another club going through a weird one this summer like because it could end up Wamasaka being their only sign and their marquee sign or nothing against Wamasaka. I am a huge fan of Wamasaka, and um, but it's not going to be enough for them to challenge for top four unless two of the teams in the top four have a really horrendous run. Yeah. Next year, um, I think really yeah, Dybala was sort of rumored. I think he's going to stay put in the event as we talked about. Um, there's not really much else going on. As there's only nine days to go for the English teams. And it's a Sunday night, and Sunday night in transfer window somewhere is usually quite decent around about ten o'clock. So hopefully something happens because I like a bit of summer transfer news. I think there's a lot of like friendlies and stuff happening today as well. Yeah. So like teams will be able to see, okay, we really need this after that heavy defeat today or whatever and it is. Next Sunday is the charity shield. The the Real Madrid game during the week for Arsenal just showed how much they need to invest in defence. They were two 0 up, and threw it away. Who scored for Arsenal? It was. Uh, Laka scored a penalty, I think. Obama, Obama scored. Yeah. Is there another? Who's the, the, the other attacking sign in Arsenal signed? What do you call him? Um, what do you call him? They signed another attacker, didn't they? A youngster. I'm trying to think. <laughs> it's right out of my head. Google that while I try and think who it is as well. Did he not score the other day? Oh, the Brazilian guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mario. Martinez, I can't uh, He scored though, didn't he, in one of the friendlies? He scored in the first preseason friendly with his chest. Yeah. Apparently, apparently in preseason he's like quite decent. Like he's running with people and taking a pass, just as finishing he needs to work on. But yeah, he could be a decent, decent player. Actually, forgot all the way. Yeah, and I remember he'd scored. Um, also in the sporting world, the golf. Oh, the golf. 
we've had not only Shane Larry winning the Open last week, which was absolutely tremendous, and um, we have also got this week it announced that the Ryder Cup is coming back to Ireland. It's coming to Durham Manor in twenty twenty six, which the three of us are very excited about. That's going to be unreal. Hopefully, they'll announce soon that the Open is going to be played again in Royal Portrush. Uh, thanks, Johnny. And twenty twenty four, um, and the Irish Open you would think would then go to Dar Manor in twenty twenty five, which means for three years in a row we're going to have the all the well not all but the top world golfers, American and European playing in Ireland, which is absolutely unbelievable. And in football terms, Ireland are going to be in the joint bid of the twenty thirty World Cup, which is very very nice. I'll be forty two. <laughs> both years. Good. Uh... Good week for Ireland, like, um, good week for Irish golf. Yeah. Um, uh, not only just Shane Larry at the Open, obviously it was unreal, and then McElroy on the Saturday really galvanised the crowds. In Memphis, yeah. Memphis um, golf championship with TPC. What do you call it? TPC. Sawgrass. No, no, it's South Wind or something. The top of the oh yes, yeah, sorry. In Memphis, so that's the World Golf Championship run because. They couldn't wait a week to have all the top players playing again, which is, I actually think, quite cool. And for the first time ever, on a Sunday, Brooks Kopka and Roy McIlroy are going at it. In the final program. Which is tonight. And myself and Brenton, and I don't know if you're into it or not, Johnny, like, you, you don't really care, do you? Uh, we're both <laughs> very excited about it. Um, that's on this evening. How do you think that's going to go, Brent? I, I think it'll just be really entertaining because the pressures of the majors are over for the year and they can kind of just go at it like and that'll be just fun to watch like um because they can they can nearly there's there's no pressure so they can release a bit like and when those two boys release like they're probably well i know they are the best in the world like um people always say about McElroy like when he when the pressure's off and he's riding the crest of a good round like um he, he's so hard Some to of beat. the birdie pots he had yesterday, you were just like, Why? when he gets his putter working, like even said himself, and he, he wasn't being disrespectful at all. The Royal Port Rush that would be the last thing Roy McRoy would, would do, especially to that course. Just saying the greens here are just a little bit fur for you, you know, they're just a little bit not easier, just a little bit nicer sort of way. And you could see some of the birdie pots like he was being able to hit yesterday. Where, like he landed on the 18th and it was like 15 16 foot away from the hole. But it was such a straight putt yeah. that, like, your nephew Joe, Johnny, would have been like, this is class, I can put this in there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He was going to smash it in. And it was just, it was class to see him back doing that. And I know he gets the naysayers and the people always jump on him, can't do it under pressure. But he's going to feel a bit of pressure tonight because it's Brooks Kopka. And I, Brooks doesn't seem to really care about pressure. No, he's yeah. not. always at the same pace, like, no matter what he's doing, like, just strolls about. Yeah. He had a weird last week last week, kept because he couldn't find his putter. Yeah. Which is Experience. weird for him. Still finished fourth. Yeah. Um but you would I, I don't know how it'll go tonight. I want McElroy to win it, but I have a sneaky suspicion it'll go right down the line. I think Kepka will win it like tonight. But it's a straight out shootout. Yeah. Be the two of them. And I think all the rest of the golfers will probably be wanting to get finished there around they get in the watch to see what's gonna happen between these two because uh, it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. It's a, it's a true golfing fans yeah. um, dream like to see them hopefully it's a run up as well for future majors for these two to go off on each other yeah I love it and they like each other they seem to get along yeah. each other yeah which is pretty decent but um, I think that's sort of do us for this week um, yeah, yes um, 
forgot to mention it again. Thanks very much to the people that have, um, including my beautiful wife. Boom, boom. Thank you. And the beautiful butch, Connor Breen, you absolute hero from Toronto. And Manny as well. Never forget, don't forget Manny, our first Patreon. Craig Adam, Cowboy Stalwart. Um, for donating. Listen, Patreon's the thing we've set up, the three of us, um, to get us up and going and running. Basically, we, we want the sports battle to become something more... We're not going to lie, we get paid to do it, and it's a career, and we all love it, because we get to talk about sport, and it's something the three of us are very passionate in, so, Brent, I forget what the Patreon link is, you can take over here, because I'm useless at it, it is... Patreon.com forward slash the sports ball, it's easy, like. Just, you <laughs> log into it, you have to set away account up, it takes you two or three minutes, it's one of the easiest websites to set an account up on, it really is, they don't make it hard for you, yeah. um, and donate, whatever, the minimum's a dollar, which is about 60p, um, less than the, the price of an Americano donate whatever you can if it's a dollar that's a dollar that's more than what we are getting so it's brilliant um, it'll help us produce better content better sound and content hopefully help us produce things where we're able to go to different co- or events and sporting occasions and bring back um, podcasts and vlogs and down the line even book guests and stuff and get people in that's what we want to do as, as a thing and it's something we want to jump on the crest of because people are doing it now and we think well, we're good enough to do it as well um, as always catch us on our social medias uh, channels at the sports babble make sure you like subscribe and then turn on your notifications so that anything we do you're always notified on and our podcast is up on all your podcast apps now and thanks to Apple Music sorting their shit out and letting us um, upload onto it Johnny thanks very much a good podcast for you this good, week. A good one this week, yeah. A good Arsenal one this just, week. Just wait two weeks till yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I'll be in Newcastle for, so. Yeah. Not at the game, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, hope, like, I mean this for the good of the podcast. Hopefully it goes very horribly wrong. Because you're good. I'm Liverpool too. We're turning to Arsenal fan TV. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brenton, thank you for joining. Uh, another quiet transfer window for you. Oh, just, we're just getting just along nicely. Not turning around, yeah. Uh, getting the band back together yeah Liverpool are still signing youth players and long may it continue for uh, Pep Linders taking over from Klopp in three years and having an unreal team behind him sorry Hudson Adai signing a new contract it looks like that was so important at Chelsea yeah that's a big thing we thought it was coming that's probably why Phil Foden um, wants to be tied down by Pep because Bayern etc can no longer look at uh, so, true, like, so yeah. um, <clears throat> it's all connectable oh big thing folks thanks for listening and we'll see you again uh, during the week good luck